have the power to move objects with your mind? Let's talk about it. raining <laughs> um it's not surprise that's my road procaster 2 <laughs> um hello good afternoon and welcome to the tequila hour my name's amanda it is sunday the 27th of august 2023 we are in we i mean me myself and i Currently, obviously, in Australia, in New South Wales, in the secret location, that's all you need to know. (laughs) And let's get straight into it. First of all, I've got a public service announcement to make. This is the tequila hour and I'm drinking tea. (laughs) I'm drinking. I just want to repeat this because... Most people would probably think I'm lying <laughs> by saying this out loud, but my name's Amanda, this is the tequila hour, and I'm drinking a cup of tea. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> I know, I know, it's very, it's like, I know, yay. <laughs> um, no, I'm not drunk. I'm actually drinking tea. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to tell you all that I'm drinking tea, but anyway, (laughs) it is what it is. Look, we could recap on my life. Boring. Mm. Oh, thanks, Adobe. Adobe decided to give me a notification that it had updated successfully. Thanks, Adobe. Love you too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I could give you a life update. I don't really want to. (laughs) I could talk about a myriad of things because, mate, I've got a lot on my giant mind. But today there is one subject that I want to talk about and we could, you know, wrap this up in reference to quantum entanglement, a subject that still to this very moment of time still blows my mind. (laughs) Very interested, going to have to learn more about it. I'm going to have to start reading into it a lot more because, mate, I can't stop thinking about it. But I digress. I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about, dun, dun, dun. oh, that's a, <laughs> that is a smash pad I don't have. What the deuce? I don't have, dun, dun, dun. 
why don't I have dun dun dun? I have like stuff that. I have that. I have um. Yes, that'll do. Road Procaster Two, get it? Just sponsor me already, Road. No. Anyway, yes. The subject matter of today, if you were listening when I started this podcast, is I want to talk about telekinesis. Do you know what telekinesis is? Telekinesis. Mm. Telekinesis. Mm. Telekinesis. The supposed... Mm. Supposed ability to move objects at a distance by mental power or other non-physical means. I'm going to repeat it. Telekinesis, the supposed ability, supposed hmm, ability to move objects at a distance by mental power or other non-physical means. Now, you may recall literally a second ago, A minute ago, not a second, a minute, in a time-space continuum, I am drinking tea, that I talked about quantum entanglement. Now, why did I bring this up? We talk about, which I've talked about in the past, everything vibrates, okay? Everything. Everything is moving in a beautiful dance, in a beautiful sequence. All objects, us, matter. Blows my mind. Can't get enough of it. It has a frequency. Yada, yada. When I talk about telekinesis, I'm talking about a hypothetical, again, a supposed psychic ability allowing a person to influence a physical system without physical interaction. Experiments to prove the existence of telekinesis have historically been criticized for lack of proper controls and re Repeatability? Hmm. There are no reliable evidence that telekinesis is a real phenomenon and the topic is generally regarded as pseudoscience. Mate, sign me up. I'm a pseudoscientism. No. <laughs> What's the word I could use? Pseudoscience? <laughs> Clearly I'm not because I can't say it. I am a pseudoscientist. <laughs> is that the word I'm trying to say? Telekinesis. Now, if you have heard about telekinesis, and if you haven't, poor you. (laughs) I can go into it a bit. Let's talk about it a little bit because I think this is fascinating. And the reason why I talk about this is you may or may not know of this movie or of its existence, but I'm talking about the movie Carrie as in C-A-R-R-I-E, written by Stephen King, horror, scary, (laughs) fucking scary movie, 1976 the film came out, starring Sissy Spacek. Is she alive? (laughs) I'm sure she is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she is. Sissy Spacek. I didn't realise that old John Travolta was in the movie, but now I need to watch it again and do have it in my watch list. But The premise of Carrie, which I can go into in a second, is that she does have the power or the supposed power of telekinesis. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sure you've all played this game somewhere in your life where someone says to you, look, if you could have a superpower, 
what would it be? Now, <laughs> the standards one, the standard ones being, you know, I'd like to be able to fly. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want to fly because, yeah, that's scarcity. Scares the shit out of me, to be honest. Um, the other one would be the ability to be invisible. I don't know why you want to mind fake yourself by being invisible <laughs> because that really is the ultimate one, in my opinion. What was the next one? The power to move objects with your mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna trace back to this in a second. What's the other one that um, a lot of people have? The power to read minds. That's a, another one that people have that they. I'd, yeah. <laughs> um, again, a power. I'm not quite sure I'd want because I think my mind would literally explode, and I don't need that pressure. I've got enough in my mind. So if you were to ask me a superpower I would consider having, telekinesis, I reckon I would be happy with that. (laughs) I would love to have the ability to move objects with my mind. Now, obviously, when we talk about telekinesis, not obviously to you, but obviously in the sense of the supposed phenomenon that is telekinesis, most people would then relate it to the movie Carrie, which is a horror movie, and therefore, you know, telekinesis could be surmised as, uh, you know, uh, an evil gift, (laughs) evil, Um, not a, a gift that would be considered, not superlative, that's not the word, I don't know where that word came from, that's not that, but uh, you know, if we want to talk about good and evil, most people would probably, you know, think, oh, well, if you were, had um, the ability to move objects with your mind, then you must be evil. Darth Vader, who, mate, if you don't like Darth Vader, just stop listening right now. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, I'm talking to anyone who doesn't believe in Darth Vader, go away. No. <laughs> Darth Vader was another one who had the power of telekinesis. Now, that was the force and, you know, slightly different, but very premise being very similar in the sense of being able to move or control objects with your mind. Two examples of people who had telekinesis, two examples where they were considered bad or evil. Is the power of telekinesis a bad thing? Let's think about it because, like I said, If someone said to me, or you wake up, said Amanda, you're going to go to sleep tonight and tomorrow you're going to have the power to move objects with your mind, I'd be like, fuck yeah. (laughs) I don't would consider this a bad thing. I'm not going to be like, you know, suddenly lifting motor vehicles to park themselves or that's the first example that came to mind or choking people out that I didn't like even though very tempting, no. I And I don't think it's also a power that I'd suddenly – look, <laughs> I probably would at first if I was suddenly granted the power to use telekinesis and to move objects with my mind. Yeah, I'd probably go out of control with power for a period of time. I'm not going to lie. Being able to – I don't know. I'm sitting on my ass. I need the salt and pepper from the kitchen. <laughs> Instead of getting off my fat ass, I would use the power of my mind to bring the objects to me. 
Mm. Would this mean that I would live on my fat ass for the rest of my life and not do anything? Likely. <laughs> no, no. No, of course. <laughs> I do have to move. But yeah, just one example. When you suddenly think about, you know, the idea of able to be, you know, you're watching TV and you need something instead of having to get up and get it, using your mind to bring that object to you, time saving comes to mind. And I'm all about time saving. So bring that. <laughs> bring that ability. Do I think that's bad that instead of getting up to get the salt and pepper, I am using my mind to do that? No, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, people who think you'd be lazy bitch (laughs) and not getting off your ass to get the salt and pepper might disagree with what I'm saying. I don't think doing that or using that power for that moment (laughs) is a bad thing. What else could you do? Now, obviously, it wasn't just about moving objects. Well, in Kerry, I think it was just about moving objects. But, you know, obviously, we can also then talk about, I don't say obviously because not everyone knows this, but, you know, it's not about just moving the salt and pepper. It could be moving a person out of the way. It could be moving a vehicle out of the way. It could be... Let's go even to things like the ability to stop a motor vehicle accident whilst it was happening. Mm. Let's talk about, and this came to me last night when I was, was this last night or the night before, when I was talking about having the power of telekinesis and being that power being good or bad. Let's think about the surgeon who is operating and he probably would still need a, a group of nurses and anaesthetists and all those kind of people in the operating room with him. But what if I was to say to you, instead of actually physically moving the scalpel or the machine that's used to, I don't know, extract people's rib cages or, you know, using the fine wire to tie a specific type of knot into an artery to stop it. I don't know. that you, The surgeon did this with the power of his mind. Didn't use any objects. He actually used, I mean, he didn't use his physical hands. Or even I'm going to say to you that he doesn't even have to use, I know, a certain operational tool to, I know, cut open someone or cut something out or, I don't know, I was going to say circumcise. <laughs> it's not really what I want to try to get at. But what if he didn't even have to use a scalpel? What if the surgeon with the power of a telekinesis was able to, with the power of his mind, go in, imagine someone's, I don't know, appendix, Okay, he can see that they're damaged or they're about to burst. Using the power of his mind, he's actually able to enter through his thoughts and repair and operate with just the power of force to remove the appendix. Now, (laughs) we're getting very physical. (laughs) I know. I've gone to zero to 100, okay, with this power. First of all, I was moving salt and pepper and now I have surgeons basically removing appendixes with the power of their mind. Two extremes, yes, they are. But like I said, if someone was to grant me a power, a superpower, 
I don't see how this could be a bad superpower. I really don't. I really think there's so many applications that this power would be very useful for that I really, I'm on board. (laughs) I'm on board of having this superpower. Give it to me now, please. (laughs) Whoever is listening is going to have a sip of my tea. Give me a second. May I say, ASMR, that is one nice cup of tea. Let's talk about a little bit more about the premise of telekinesis, okay? So we talked about it being a pseudoscience. Don't know about that. Okay, there is broad scientific consensus that telekinetic research has not produced a reliable demonstration of the phenomenon. Panel commissioned in 1988 by the United States National Research Council to study paranormal claims concluded that, well, I have to look more into that, Despite a 130-year record of scientific research on such matters, our committee could find no scientific justification for the existence of phenomenon or phenomena such as extrasensory perception. Oh, give me some of that. Mental telepathy or mind over matter exercises. Evaluation of a large body of the best available evidence simply does not support the contention that these phenomena exist. In 1984, the United States National Academy of Sciences, so I didn't even know people was actually really studying this, at the request of the US Army Research Institute, formed a scientific panel to assess the best evidence for telekinesis. Part of its purpose was to investigate. Oh, here we go. See, this is when we talk about good or bad. Uh, part of the purpose was to investigate military applications of telekinesis. Oh, bear with me. That's my phone, and I'm just going to stop recording for a few seconds. And we're back. <laughs> uh, that was my husband calling to say that he's finished for the day and he's coming home, and he needed me to write a shopping list, which I've now done. Yay! Yay, I've got nothing. Do I have any noises? Yay! Yay! (laughs) I mean noises. You know what I mean. What was I talking about? Yes, I was talking about investigating military applications of telekinesis, for example, to remotely jam or disrupt enemy weaponry. Weaponry. The... What? (laughs) The and two other laboratories that had claimed positive results from micro telekinesis experiments. What? Why the panel heard from a? Oh, here we go. The panel heard from a variety, variety of military staff who believed in telekinesis and made visits to the Pear Laboratory. Don't know what that is. And two other laboratories that had claimed positive results from micro telekinesis experiments. The panels criticized macro telekinesis experiments experiments for being open to uh, (laughs) open to deception by conjurers, Mm. and said that virtually all micro telekinesis experiments depart from depart from good scientific practice in a variety of ways. Their conclusion, published in a 1987 report, that there was no scientific evidence for the existence of telekinesis. Carl Sagan, or Sagan included telekinesis in a long list of offerings of pseudoscience and superstition, which it would be foolish to accept without solid scientific data. Nobel Prize Lorette 
Richard Feynman advocated a similar position. Flex Planner, a professor of electrical engineering, has written that if telekinesis was real, then it would be easy to demonstrate by getting subjects to depress a scale on a sensitive balance, raise the temperature of a water bath, which could be measured with an accuracy of a hundredth of a hundredth of a degree centigrade, or affect an element in an electrical circuit such as the resistor, which could be monitored to better than a millionth of an amp. Or ampere. Planer writes that such experiments are extremely sensitive and easy to monitor but are not utilised by parapsychologists as they do not hold out the remotest hope of demonstrating even a trace of telekinesis because the alleged phenomenon is non existent. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Good on you, Planer. Planer has written that uh, parapsychologists, <laughs> parapsychologists, big word, have to fall back on studies that involve only statistics that are unrepeatable, owing their results to poor experimental methods, recording mistakes and faulty statistical mathematics. According to Planer, all research in medicine and other sciences would become illusionary if the existence of telekinesis had to be taken seriously. For no experiment could be relied upon to furnish objective results, such since all measurements would become falsified to a greater or lesser degree according to his telekinetic ability by the experimenter's wishes. <laughs> what? Planer concluded the concept of telekinesis is absurd and has no scientific basis. Mm. Okay, harsh. <laughs> The ideas of telekinesis violate several well-established laws of physics. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Including the inverse square law. Never heard of it. The second law of thermodynamics. I think I've heard of that. And the conservation of momentum. Mm. Because of this, scientists have demanded a high standard of evidence for telekinesis in line with Marcelo Truzzi's Dictum, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. Mm. Really? The Oakham's, res- the Oakham's Razor Law of Parsimony? What? In scientific explanations of phenomena suggests that the explanation of telekinesis in terms of ordinary rays, rays, ways, by trickery, special effects, or by poor experimental design is design is preferable to accepting the law of physics should be rewritten. Mm. Philosopher and physicist Mario Bunge has written that telekinesis violates the principle that mind cannot directly on matter, cannot act directly on matter. If it did, no experimenter could trust his readings of measuring instruments. It also violates the principles of conservation of energy and momentum. The claim that quantum mechanics allows for the possibility of mental power, influence and randomizes an alleged case of microtelekinesis is ludicrous. Mm. Since that theory respects that said conservation principles, it deals exclusively with physical things. Mate, this is really interesting. People, okay, look, first of all, I'm reading this from, look, this is not law, this is Wikipedia, all right? The fact that there's a shit ton of scientists that have discussed this pseudoscience 
and basically poo-pooed it because there's clearly no uh, measurable guidelines that are sufficient in their eyes to prove that this is actually a real hypothesis. This is not just a couple of people. These are all like a shit ton of scientists trying to <laughs> poo-poo the idea of uh, telekinesis. Um, this is extremely interesting. Oh, see... And then this is when they talk about mentalism. Magicians have successfully simulated some of the specialised abilities of telekinesis, such as object movement, spoon bending, levitation, and teleportation. Mm, Look, I'm not going to include spoon bending. (laughs) Look, if you had the bow... Now I'm thinking of the Matrix, but that's completely different premise. (laughs) It's not, we're not talking about telekinesis there. We're talking that we're living inside a computer and the spoon doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you ever watched um, The Matrix, you have no idea what I'm talking about. This blows my mind, okay? I'm beyond spoon bending, all right? I'm beyond getting the salt and pepper. I'm talking about telekinesis is not just moving shit, all right? Telekinesis is in my opinion, the ability to change. Now, it, it can it go this far? Is it just moving objects or moving matter, which in turn, if you want to say not just an organ, like as in removing the appendix of a patient, which I referred to earlier, but the power to actually change someone's thought. Now, I'm not talking about cognitive behavioural therapies because, well, could I be? (laughs) Where you do as part of that, and I won't go into that, but you're basically breaking a chain of thought processes that are not beneficial, so you're replacing them with something else. In simple terms, I'm, I'm watering that down, basically. Can we say... The ultimate power of telekinesis would be changing someone's mind or the power of the mind. I mean, when we talk about Star Wars, okay, we talk about, you know, who? Darth. <laughs> the choke, the chokehold, you know, he's choking people out with just using the force for bad ways. And the fact that the force was a frequency, if you want to call it that in simple terms, that, that people could feel and then use to then empower other things like their lightsaber, <laughs> as an example, is the reason why, apart from the fact that, look, I'm sitting here now in the secret location, I'm looking at the window, do I have the power to move my vehicle from the driveway into the street? No. <laughs> I would imagine if I did have any chance of having that physical, mental ability to do that, A, it would be very exhausting because just through mass alone, which a car is quite heavy and it's only a small car, it's not a bloody tank or anything, the mind power that would be required to move said object, you know, we know I can't, (laughs) but let's just say I could. The ability to use my mind and I know the frequency that I would need to use to pick up another frequency, okay? Because everything, like, let's talk, we're talking about quantum physics again. 
We're talking about everything's moving, everything has a frequency. The ability to move something as heavy in mass, to lift it and then carry it and then put it down again without the effects of gravity or circum circum is it oh, I'm not circumstance servant <laughs> circumnavigating yes thank you thank you circumnavigating the laws of gravity so I'm not only lifting but circum circumnavigating that as well because what goes up must come down okay <laughs> in simple terms. So just as that one example, not only do you have to be in tune with the frequency of the car, which is a dense, heavy object, I also have to beat the law of physics and gravity and put it down and not, my mind not exploding. (laughs) And that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to have to look into this because, you know, I'm reading this very briefly and then, you know, you're talking about mentalism and I don't know, that's more about, to, in my opinion, when you're talking about mentalists, when you're talking about magicians, it's about suggest the power of suggestion, okay? It's about reading people and giving a suggestion and people are very influenced, unfortunately, very easily, probably influenced more than they actually realised. Even myself influenced every day more than I want to be influenced, but I am May that be through listening to a song, may that be watching an ad on television, may that be a conversation with a colleague at work. You know, I don't have the mental power to circumnavigate (laughs) what someone is telling me and to completely ignore it and have the power to then influence what they're about to say to me before they even say it. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of layers, isn't there? When I'm I'm thinking out loud because I wanted to talk about this, there is a lot of layers when we talk about telekinesis. Okay, there's a lot of movies. I mean, even straight away when I'm looking at this, when they talk about um, telekinetic characters, the second character that comes to mind is Carrie. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, Star Wars was another one. Scanners, I'd never heard of it. Stranger Things. Obviously, I, I don't know, but I've, I have seen ads about it, but I have no idea. But I don't know. It's a subject that really, I'm going to have to look more into this. I'm going to have to look at this United um, States. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> the United States National Research Council, because mm, they sound very interesting. But let's also quickly touch on Carrie. <laughs> if you haven't seen the horror movie or read the book, I would highly recommends for someone who I haven't read a book for a long well I've read a book recently but it was just a self-help book it wasn't a fictional book well that could have been fiction but (laughs) but Stephen King do yourself a favor read a Stephen King novel I don't care which one it is but this is a cracker okay so basically what happens (laughs) is that Carrie Carrie White okay she lives with her mum her mum is a fanatical religious person, right? She's off the chain. She's unstable. Her name, her mum's name's Margaret. Basically, she's an arsehole. <laughs> I'm going to cut straight. Her mum's an arsehole, all right? She's a, Carrie, unfortunately, you know, she's unpopular. She's bullied. I remember what's it, something here. When Carrie experiences her first period in the school shower, she panics, having never t- been told about menstruation. 
Kerry's classmates throw tampons and sanitary pads at her while chanting, plug it up. <laughs> it's, anyway, until the gym teacher, Miss Collins, intervenes. Following conversations with Miss Collins and the principal, Kerry is dismissed from school that day. After arriving home, Margaret tells Kerry that menstruation was caused by sin and she locks Kerry in an altar-like prayer closet to pray for forgiveness. See, your mum's a nutter. Um, at school, Collins reprimands Carrie's tormentors, punishing them with a week-long detention during gym class. So basically what happens, poor Carrie is locked in the cupboard, all right, and then there's this whole premise of the end of year and that there's going to be, um, what do you call it, <laughs> the prom, okay? And the people who had a hard-on for Carrie decide that at this prom they're going to unfortunately, you know, all plot vengeance against her and to embarrass her um, in the most extreme way, one, by setting her up with a particular guy and two, by then pouring pig's blood over her at the most, you know, difficult time of the prom. Now, it's, you know, as part of this, somehow <laughs> through all the stress of all the bullshit of life, Carrie realises and discovers that she has telekinesis, all right? So, you know, she starts moving objects with her mind. (laughs) I think she, at first, she's doing it in a bedroom or something like that. And then what happens is we get, we basically get to the prom. I'm obviously shortening this story. We get to the prom. She unfortunately gets on stage, and I think she's named prom queen and the... Fortunate thing is that the uh, vengeance is had by the disillusioned assholes that were picking on her, and pig blood, pig's blood, basically, you know, gets doused on her head, and she's standing there in a white dress and covered with blood, and everyone's laughing, and she loses her mind. Carrie loses her mind. All right, so she sets fire to the joint. <laughs> Fuck you all, motherfuckers. She sets fire to the joint. She's setting fires everywhere. She's going ballistic, blowing shit up. She basically locks everyone in. I think they get out. Do they get out? I know. In the end, bloody her house disappears into, like, the ground. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And, um, yeah, Carrie, I don't know what happens to Carrie. I actually put it in my (laughs) – I forget now. But. Yeah, she survives. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, she doesn't she kill her mother? I think she kills her mum too, doesn't she? Um, yeah, because she sets fire to the gym after, you know, because who wouldn't? These these Sheilas who are picking on her, they're assholes, all right? So, you know, reap what you sow, motherfucker, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So she, you know, does away with the gym, sets it on fire, walks down the street, walks away, Shit's going down. She just casually goes home, has a bath, <laughs> cleans herself up because she is coming to her power, right? She is full on the queen of telekinesis. Don't even fuck with her. I think then her mum basically, you know, is trying to do something to her or something. And she, Carrie's had enough of her mum, which I don't blame her because she's a mum's an asshole as well. And then. <laughs> Because I think, yeah, mum tries to not kill her but stab her or something and then through the power of telekinesis she basically throws her mum into the air and 
crucifies her. <laughs> then she blows up the, her house, her childhood house, and the house disappears and then that's the end. <laughs> and then right at the very end, like, the you know, there's just the plot of land where the house was, charred remains, and then um, the it's for sale and then, um, yeah, <laughs> there's this one last final thing that, you know, that happens in horror movies, but I won't talk about it. But suffice to say, <laughs> look, I don't think telekinesis. Do I think? Okay, let's let's let's. We've talked about tele. Do I think telekinesis is real? Mm. I talked about the idea of being able to move a solid mass like a vehicle, and how difficult that would be. And I don't have the ability to do that. If I want to talk about just sitting on my ass and moving the salt and pepper shaker from the kitchen to my hands, no, I don't have the ability to do that either, <laughs> unfortunately, even though, again, negating the laws of gravity, but the object is lighter in mass, could it be done? Could I, which, mm, do I go there? <laughs> I've talked about levitation which was referred to as part of pseudoscience of telekinesis because that is moving an object with the mind. And I do believe in telekinesis and I have talked about that before. Now, that was only under a very certain circumstance of events that happened, but if those circumstances were to align again, would I be able to witness the phenomenon that is telekinesis? I could not answer that question, but I do believe in telekinesis. Therefore, does that mean <laughs> does that mean I believe in telekinesis if I believe in levitation? Because that's levitation is moving objects with the mind, levitating a person is the situation I talked about. Can I say to you that I have the power of telekinesis to, I don't know, influence a flame of a candle? Think about it. <laughs> now, I use this example because I know from my many years of therapy, no. <laughs> I know from, um, yes, from therapy that I have been in the past, and I'm not sure, we've talked about this, that... When we talk about meditation, okay, that it is often sought where you will focus on something. May that be your breathing. May that be in your mind's eye picturing a garden. May that be listening and focusing on a particular sound and hurts of a sound. So, is it unreasonable to say that if you are in a meditative state where your mind is focused, that you wouldn't have the ability or you would have the ability to influence an object or a mass or a liquid or a gas, that gas flame being the flame of a candle and being able to, in a meditative state, influence said flame. I have actually witnessed that. Now, does that mean I <laughs> now you're like, fuck off. <laughs> I've lost you all. And you're like, yeah, fucked, fuck off. No, stay with me. I'm sure if I was to then, you know, which I don't have time right this now, 
to get deeper into the weeds of this, that uh, what would I say, Buddhism um, as an example comes to mind. I don't know. I don't know why I thought of that. But, you know, people in highly meditative states being able to influence objects is that unheard of? I don't think that's unheard of. Certainly able to influence stat, uh, the state of the mind. So is that a form of telekinesis? And the fact that, you know, it's not measurable. <laughs> I mean, if the mind is your own mind, that's one thing. But if it's the mind of someone else, well, that's something else in its entirety, isn't it? How do you measure that? And that's what it came down to in that study, which I will read more about, that there is no measure of that, you know, the power to change someone's mind through the power of thought um, or to lift an object through the power of suggestion <laughs> or thought because how is that measured? I mean, people don't, you know, if a scientist says to me, you know, you're saying you you have telekinetic powers, then lift the car and I can't lift it but I can lift, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> what can I lift? <laughs> Or move. If I have the ability to move an object, like even may it be an inch, does that mean that that's not real because it's not quantifiable? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So to answer your question, do I believe in the phenomenon that is telekinesis? Mm. I haven't answered the question yet, have I? So I do acknowledge my not support, that's not even, I do acknowledge levitation, but because I've seen it and witnessed it, have I witnessed telekinesis? I'm, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Can I say kinda? <laughs> I'm going to come back to this one because telekinesis, in my opinion, and they've talked about this, it's not just moving objects, okay? It's not the power of suggestion, but if I'm able to, hmm, I'm just thinking, can I, through the power of meditation, influence someone else's mind? Or can someone, you know, swap? Okay, let's swap this for a second. We could talk about astral planning. <laughs> we won't go into that today. But um, can I, well, wait a minute. I'll just wait. Is Reiki, no, I'm sure it isn't. No, I'm getting off track here. But is Reiki telekinesis? Is it, are we saying that? Shit. <laughs> Oh, my mind, my mind hurts. <laughs> I I'm going to have to come back to that. I really need to come back to that. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. Uh, look, I think I just did answer the question, but I kind of answered it. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm going to leave it there because my mind is just about to explode with shit that's suddenly coming into my mind. <laughs> Anyway, look, I just want to say to those who do take the time to download my um, podcast, <laughs> as weird as they might be, I truly do appreciate it. I'm very grateful, actually. Um, it means a lot to me. Having this podcast, like I said, you know, it's a personal passion of mine. It's an opportunity, not only like I've mentioned a self-diary, but an opportunity for me to have a personal platform to discuss my thoughts and ideas and nut shit out and project it into the universe. And if you do take the time to download it and 
follow the journey that is. <laughs> I really am grateful for it. So thank you to those who do take the time to download it. If you would like to reach out to me anytime, you can contact me via my email address, which is info at the I'd love to hear from you. And certainly if you have any thoughts and feelings around this subject, reach out to me or another subject that you think is related. I'm happy to discuss it. Or even if you want to mm, be my first guest and discuss it with me, we could do that too. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I could talk about this shit for hours and I'd probably need a break and I need snacks <laughs> and a little lie down in between so if that's something that you'd like to do then yeah reach out to me I also apart from this podcast which is streamed via your favorite streaming platforms like my favorite streaming platform being Spotify I do have uh, two YouTube channels the tequila hour and the underscore one underscore Amanda and I'm also on Instagram as well as the underscore one underscore Amanda so anyway I'm going to leave it there. Thank you again to those who listen. And, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's now 2.58 here in Australia, New South Wales, in the secret location. Have a good one. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) See ya. Bye.